Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Off Menu Podcast, taking these sausages of a conversation, putting them in the butter of the internet and pouring over the onion gravy of friendship. Toad in the, toad in the hole podcast, pod in the hole, pod in the hole, off menu. That's toad in the hole, was it? Toad in the hole. Hmm, you missed out a very important ingredient of toad in the hole there. Toad? No, that's the, the sausage is the toad. Mm. But it's not just sausages with onion gravy, is it? No, in the batter. I said batter. Mm, but you, you, Because you, you don't want to say... What? Well, it's but it's batter. It's not a Yorkshire pudding because there's mm, it's Yorkshire pudding. That's a different shape. It's you, the it's still the batter, but it's you, not. You, you like Yorkshire pudding? He admitted it. No, because if you I didn't say I liked it anyway. But if you put sausages in a Yorkshire pudding, that's not toad in the hole. They have to be put in the batter and all cooked together, mate. That is a gamble. My name is James Lancaster. Together we own a dream restaurant, and every single week we invite in a guest and ask them their favourite ever start a main course, dessert, side dish, and drink, not in that order. And this week our guest is. Peter Capaldi. Capaldi. Peter Capaldi. This is huge, James. I love Peter Capaldi. National treasure. Yeah. Ma- played iconic characters. Yeah. Malcolm Tucker in the thick of it. Obviously, Doctor Who. The Doctor. The Doctor, sorry. Thank he hasn't you. played Doctor Who. He's played the Doctor. Yes. I mean, he's got such an amazing uh, back catalogue, such an amazing CV, James. A real proper actor in the off-menu studio. And... You can see him playing Detective Chief Inspector Daniel Hegarty in the new Apple TV Plus series, Criminal Record. Criminal Record, Out yeah. now. We've not seen it yet, but we're very, very excited. I've been reading the press release. It's exactly the sort of thing that's up my street. I'm going to binge it, James. Yeah, I'll binge it too. Eight episodes, you can binge, binge that easy. Should we binge, should we binge together? Yeah, let's binge together. Yeah. Let's we, meet up and binge together. We don't spend enough time together. I think we should start watching TV shows together. Yeah, we should start doing that yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, just everything really, I yeah. guess. Share, share a big old bed. Yeah. Let's <laughs> just never, never be apart. It's a shame that you said it had, had to be a big old bed. Sorry, little bed? Telling me you bed? want distance from me when we're in bed. <laughs> Sorry. Just share a normal bed. Two-man bed. Standard bed, top to tail. Listen. Or 69. I love Peter Capaldi, but 
If Peter Capaldi says the secret ingredient, an ingredient which we have deemed to be unacceptable, we are going to have to kick him out of the dream restaurant. Sorry, Peter. And this one was suggested to us on tour yes. in Glasgow yes. by the audience. So yeah. just because of the, the Scottish link there, we've chosen to go with the it. The Glasgow link, indeed. The Glasgow link, indeed. And this week, the secret ingredient is... Hershey's, Hershey's chocolate. chocolates. American chocolate was suggested to us in Glasgow, but I completely agree with this. Hershey's, man, oh man, what are they playing at over there? It's crazy, right? Uh, a, a country that, if, if anything, specialises in sugar, yeah, should absolutely be knocking chocolate out the park. Yeah, and somehow it's it's not sweet enough. I remember the first time I had Hershey's, and I distinctly remember it tasting of piss. Yeah. It just, there's, it just, there's just nothing going on there. No, it's it, bad it's, stuff. It's crazy. It's like dog chocolate or something. Yeah, it's like dog chocolate. Yeah, and that's not secret ingredient. Dog chocolate isn't the secret ingredient. It's Hershey's. It's Hershey's. Yeah, oh, I take dog chocolate over Hershey's. You know, and Peter's worked on a lot of films. You know, he's worked on American productions. Yes. Maybe at the craft service table, mm. he's taken a liking to Hershey's. But if he has, unfortunately, Peter Capaldi will be removed. Well, he'll be regenerated. Oh, yeah. Imagine if we had to regenerate him during the yeah, episode. To a different guest to get Jodie Whittaker in to do the rest of the episode. Um, that would be exciting for people, though. Maybe we should yeah. do that, Benito. Maybe we should get a bunch of people who have played the Doctor. To do one episode. One big episode. Yeah. So we can kind of maybe hold off on this, releasing this one, so that we can regenerate Peter <laughs> into Jodie Whittaker. And then for Jodie Whittaker, we can do Whittaker's chocolate. <laughs> as, the, as the secret ingredient. And then Whitaker would have to regenerate yes. into ten. I mean, she regenerated into tenant, didn't she? Easy secret ingredient there. Yeah, easy secret ingredient there, tenants. Tenants. So, hey, let's make this happen. Yeah. If you're listening, Jodie Whitaker, David Tennant. But if they're listening, then this is already out, so it's not it's not worked. We failed. Yeah. I'm sorry, everyone. We failed. This is the off menu menu of Peter, Peter Capaldi. Capaldi. Welcome, Peter, to the Dream Restaurant. Thank you. Psh Welcome, Peter Capaldi, to the Dream Restaurant. I've been expecting you for some time. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. James is a genie in this. I feel like I should point this out. That's what that explosion was at the I beginning. I wondered what that was. Yes, it was a genie well, explosion. Well, Peter and I, you know, when we sat, before you came in, Peter remarked on the lamp that Benito ah, put okay. here in the centre table. Yes. There is a magic lamp here, which I, I, I asked who that belonged to. Yes, and it, but well, does it belong to the genie? I've never... No. no. I guess genies are trapped in the lamps, aren't they? They don't own their property. This is a plastic one, though, isn't it? Yes, yes it's a plastic one. it's quite one, yeah. small. Yes. Yeah, speaks volumes about the quality of the genie, I'd yeah. say. Or the, the, the quality of the panto it may have come from. Yeah. yeah. Are you a fan of panto? Um, it's quite enjoyable, yeah. Yeah, would you ever be in a pantomime? I'd like to be in a pantomime, people... yeah. It's in, it's incredibly hard work because they do like four shows a day. Mm, for yeah. like you two know, months, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So all the actors are absolutely exhausted and dying yeah. on their feet. But um, I'm too lazy, you know, I can't be bothered doing that. No, no. But I might end up doing it because... That's what happens with actors' lives, isn't it? <laughs> you're, at, you're, you're at one minute, you're up, the next minute, you're down. You can be in a successful show, yeah. uh, and then that can um, disappear, and then you might be lucky to find yourself in... In a decent panto. I mean, in Basildon or somewhere like that, you know, playing. Would that be the dream? Would it be Basildon? If, 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 you, if you do any panto... I just in plucked any Basildon place. out of the air. Yes. I don't really, I've never been to Basildon. I've no idea. I have no mental image of it. It's a place that all. feels like it would have a panto. You think so? Yeah, I think... I didn't want to go for any of the more obvious kind of yeah. places. Well, I might know people who are in panto. Yeah, sure. And they might be <laughs> upset with me. Um, yeah, I think panto... I think it's you have to be... 
You have to have a lot of stamina. Mm -hmm. You have to be off the telly yeah. a bit. Yeah, mm -hmm. a bit. Well, it's I, mean, sort of... I mean, the old days you had to be, you know, like from Dad's Army or something like that. Yeah. But now you can be off just a real, a real life show. What's yeah. Called? Reality show. Reality show. A real life show. I think that's a better name for them. <laughs> yeah, a real life show. <laughs> A bit more dignity. Actually. Yeah, real life yeah. show. A real life show. You'll be a person from a real life show. You don't have to have any skill particularly. Ed loves pantomimes. I do. He well, I try, and, I try and go and see the Palladium Panto every year because it... Oh, well, that's different. It's. I mean, it's huge, I mean, isn't that's, it? That's taking the easy way out. Yeah. <laughs> going to see the Palladium Panto. Don't do that. That's, do you think I should be going to Basildon? I think if you're really a fan of Panto, really, <laughs> if you're really interested, you go, you've got, you'll have so much choice yeah. over the entire country. Yeah. Of every washed up reality person real life person uh, or every actor who's struggling to make a, you know, ends meet yeah uh and other people who are who, who are on the way up yeah uh and they'll all be doing their best to to send waves of love out on the pantomime stage with varying budgets yeah and varying scales of quality of prop such as your prop of aladdin's lamp here yeah. i would say may belong to a school panto. Yes, mm. I think Certainly, so. I'd be disappointed if I paid the money for the Palladium panto. And it was the plastic lamp. This plastic lamp. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that would be... If you and Kush uh, Jumbo were in a pantomime together, which yeah. panto would you want to, to do? So you're in Criminal Record together? We're in Criminal Record together, which is not a panto. No. Are you sure? Oh, we've no, been no. given the wrong... Um, we've been given the wrong <laughs> Press release here. No, no, no. I apologise, Peter. I wouldn't a, have gone on about pantomimes. No, no, it's, it's a very, it's a... Apple TV Plus. Oh, yeah, sorry. It's a, this is not a pantomime. No, yes. No. Yeah, yeah. It's a thriller. It's a thriller. A contemporary uh, police drama. Nice. Very exciting yes. as well. Very exciting. Eight yes. episodes, that's great. I think it is, yeah. It was, uh, it's quite, uh, um, I, I, it's just the discussion of panto has somewhat thrown me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> because, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it couldn't, that couldn't be further from what, uh, yeah. record is it's the opposite of, of a panto yeah that's about uh, without injustice. giving away any spoilers yeah. do you think any of the characters in criminal record would have benefited from someone shouting out he's behind you at any point <laughs> certainly yeah yeah but it would be giving the game away yeah say yeah. which ones yeah. Yeah, yeah uh absolutely and i think quite a few of the actors will certainly have been in pantos yeah and may yet be in pantos <laughs> uh no, it's a much more uh, dramatic thing than that. It's uh, it's about uh, someone who's been wrongly banged up for a murder and Kush Jumbo discovers that and comes in pursuit of the person who put him away, who is me. Yeah. And that's a mistake that she does that. She shouldn't come after me. She shouldn't come after you. No, no. No way. I mean, even from the press shot we've got here on the release, you don't very moody me. press shot of you. Yeah. Don't go after that guy. Don't go after that guy. You look like an arsehole, man. <laughs> I, I, I don't think so. That, I think I look in, like in that photo. No, no, that I photo think... when you're half in shadow. No, no, no. I think that could be available as Baron Hardup. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. Or Hook. Hook's the other big role. I think. Hook. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've been offered that. Yeah, Hook because Hook you also play, but that's not a panto, really. That's Peter Pan. Yeah, but that's you can do a panto, Peter Pan, Peter Panto. I guess so. But when you play Hook, you also get to play Mr. Darling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's traditional that you play. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's all these traditions in Panto that you have to follow. Uh, it's also to do with how much money they've got, so they can't afford a Mr. Darling. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. They, they, they get Captain Hook to play Mr. Darling also. And of course, obviously, Captain Hook's hook is a measure of how good the pantomime is. Oh, yeah, yeah of course. Same with the lamp. Yeah, same with the lamp, because if you get just like a plastic uh, Woolworths kind of hook, <laughs> you know, like your, your Aladdin lamp here. Yeah. 
it's not going to impress the audience very much. No, no, you I, need I, a proper sharpened hook, don't you? Yeah, and also you can always see the actors. Can, yeah, <laughs> there's always that kind of knob of metal yeah. or, or grey plastic yeah. uh, on top of his hand, yeah. and the hook comes out at the end of that. Where obviously, if his hand had been removed, there'd be space there, so the hook would be farther up. So I don't know how you do that. The Palladium Panther, they actually remove the the actor's hand. Do yeah. they? For, yeah, I yeah, yeah. So for yeah. Reattach it. The the <laughs> who are the stars of that this year? I don't know who it is this year, but certainly the years I've big been. Big names. Big names. Big and then also regulars as well. So uh, we're talking Clary. He's in it a lot. Yeah. Love him. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, Havers is in it a lot as well. Is Havers oh, yeah, in yeah. it this year? Yeah. I Nigel Havers. I've never seen anyone have a better time than Nigel Havers doing the Palladium yes. Panto. Yeah. yeah. He's having a scream, that guy. Yes. He seems to have a scream most of the time. Yeah. He seems a very happy fellow. Yeah. Do you cross paths with Havers? I don't think I have. Wow. I don't think I have. He's got his own theatre company now. He's doing private lives with Patricia Hodge. Oh, wow. yeah. There you go. Marvellous. Yeah. I have literally crossed paths with uh, Havers before. Yeah. Near where I used to live, I went for a run and I ran past Nigel Havers. Well, that's ironic because he first came to fame via Chariots of Fire. Yes, of course. Very famous scene yeah. of all the young men running on the beach. Yeah, and I can see you there. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't run as well as that. He was probably looking at me. Was going, he running, or did he have a croissant? And he, a, a, a cup of coffee. It was quite some vibes. He was strolling, had a big scarf on, of that course. sort of thing. Yeah. Of course, you can't, you can't run in it. I mean, after you've been in Chariots of Fire, it's like you can't go running in public if you're Nigel Havers. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> starts singing that theme tune at you or whatever. You can't do it. I crossed paths with you once, Peter. Oh yeah. Yeah. Asked you for directions. How oh, was I? Was it's I fine nice? if you don't remember. Was I nice or not nice? You were lovely. You knew you knew where the place was. You gave me successful directions. Oh, really? I'll tell you what happened. I was going for an audition. This was many years ago. And yeah. it was at the American Church on Tottenham Court Road. Oh, yeah. And I'd never been there before. Yeah, yeah. And I was a bit late. And yeah. I was really panicking. Yeah. Because I didn't know where it was. And then I saw you and I thought, Peter Capaldi will know where the American Church is. All right. And you directed me straight there. That's fantastic. Yeah. It was oh. the most successful bit of that day, I'll tell you. Did you get the job? No. No, 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 no. no. no, no. It was five lines to play Warren Beatty in a drama about Barbara Windsor's life. I can see the Warren Beatty kind of uh, thing now. That's what the casting director said, and then I started doing the lines, and she looked very disappointed. Well, she shouldn't have. I think you look. I think you look like a, ring, a dead ringer. I was on um, Graham Norton with Warren Beatty. Were you? Yeah, yeah. And he was really, really nice. But he did that thing that, that big stars tend to do. He said to me, "When you're in LA, we must have dinner." <laughs> And I said, yeah, of course, that'd be great. And that was it. And I thought, but, but how do you do that? <laughs> do I, what happens? Do I go to LA and yeah. try? Because you don't give, you give me a card or a number or yeah. anything like that. Who did I get in touch with Graham Norton and say, have you got a contact number for Warren? And do I call him? And does he remember, or do I get through to his people? How does that work? Do you want to go for a meal with Ed instead and, uh, and pretend he's one of them? I'm busy Thank you very okay. much. No, no really, worries. Got, I, I, obviously, I would love to. Yeah. Normally. <laughs> but at the moment, things are really... Sure, you've got a criminal record coming up. I've got a lot of stuff, stuff to do, yeah. uh, to do yeah. with the show and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, anyway. I asked Bill Nye for directions once. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Fucking useless. All right. What did he say? Less? He, he, he said, oh, I don't think I do. I well, said, that can I, happen. I, I, it's I, quite, I said, you're taking, you know, I think... I, I said, do you know where the Jon Snow is? Oh, I, don't, I don't think I do. And I was like, right, oh, okay. Okay, that's good. That's, I was like, see you later. That's an adequate impression yeah. of... Uh, <laughs> you could do Nye in a drama. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Imagine Imagine if I was on my way to audition to play Bill Nye and bumped into him and asked him for directions to the audition. Yeah, that'd be tricky. Asking people for directions is quite a, a stressful yeah. from either end, isn't it? Because yeah. yeah. you could... You feel quite bad if you don't know. Yeah. And you feel quite stupid. 
Mm. If you don't know, because you think, you know, I've lived in London for, you know, 40 years. I know my way, but I knew where the American church was. Straight away. But uh, a lot of places I don't know. Do you know where the American church is from here? Could you give me directions from here to the American no, church? No, here's the mystery to me. Yeah. Also, I can't stress enough, we were in front of the American church. and I. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah, you, you literally, you literally it's, went, it's there. It's at the bottom of Tottenham Court Road, is yeah. it? Where you, yeah, yeah, near, yeah, near Goose Street. Yeah. yeah, and they do rehearsals and they auditions do. and stuff. And auditions like for Barbara Windsor dramas, yeah. yeah. I once um, auditioned, I had a similar thing to Ed, Dead Ringer, for a celebrity. And they immediately realised they'd made a massive mistake and just sent me home after one reading of the lines. Didn't even ask me to do it another time. Can you guess what the celebrity is? It's a, I'll give you a clue. It's a snooker player. Uh, Steve. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Steve Davis. Yeah. We always start with still the sparkling water. <laughs> uh, do you have a preference? Um, I really like sparkling water. Yeah. But I think I'd prefer to get tap water because mm-hmm. I think that's a measure of the how serious the restaurant is about looking after me. Oh, yes. that's good. That's interesting. Because if they're not offering tap water, they might have a ulterior motive. <laughs> oh yeah. What sort of ulterior motives might they have? Well, to exploit my 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 ignorance. Yeah. And to exploit my naivety, <laughs> and make me pay lots of money for for stuff that I don't want to eat. I Very love... small portions. Yeah. Of yeah. things that I don't want to eat. So, but if they say you want sparkling water or tap water, they're opening their arms. Aren't they? They're sort of saying, Yeah, they are. Don't be uptight. Yeah. It's cool. Your family, come in. I love this idea that when you go out to eat, you've you've just got your guard up straight away. You're yeah. constantly worried they're trying to screw I, you that's over. That's absolutely true. Yeah. It is. I mean, and that's that that's I think coming from, you know, fairly humble background and coming to London and becoming an actor. I mean, being an actor is my parents had no idea at all about how you became an actor, then I don't know anybody in the business, blah, blah, blah. So I had no preparation for entering that world and certainly no preparation for entering the world of what I thought were posh restaurants mm-hmm. because my family didn't go to posh restaurants. So I was always, I was largely terrified when I go to a restaurant. But the one restaurant, funnily enough, that uh, wasn't like that, which is ironic, was the Old Ivy. Ah. When I say the Old Ivy, I mean... The Ivy as was before it became a sort of brand. Yeah. Uh, and the Ivy, for, for listeners who don't know, was a, a restaurant that was set, I think it was built in the 20s or something like that. It went through various hands. But it was always a kind of show-busy restaurant. It was always actors. It was actors who went there as yeah. opposed to comedians and yeah, musical we artists and <laughs> panto artists. It was always actors who went there. Vivian Lee and all that, Lawrence Levy and stuff. Uh, and I always remember going to it being quite... A, quite scared because you'd look around and there'd be like, and it was like, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger would go there and stuff like that. And anybody who was anybody would go there. But they, in fact, they treated you so well and so openly. I used to always think, I I wish I could bring my mother here because they treat my mother wonderfully. Not because she was my mother, but because that was how their staff were. They just treated people really well, like they were going to have a good time uh, and they weren't going to be intimidated. I don't mean the staff was yeah. saying, you're not going to intimidate me. <laughs> I mean, the staff were not intimidating their customers. Yeah, and they, were, they were offering tap water. They were a, they were a place that was Well, fine in those days, they did, you just took whatever, you, you, just, yeah. you just got a bottle of water. There wasn't really, because Perrier had just been invented yeah. as a brand. And that may have existed in, the, in real life, yeah. in France somewhere. But just sparkling water was sparkling new on the scene. Wasn't just been invented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can either of you do a good Schwarzenegger impression, Arnie? Because no. I keep on thinking, <laughs> <laughs> not even letting you finish the request. No, no. This f- sounds very not. funny. Him saying the ivy. 
like if you imagine Schwarzenegger saying the Ivy, yeah, I think that would sound funny. But the Ivy, no, no, I can't well, let, do it. No, let's imagine it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess everyone's got to imagine it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone at home, imagine that. Also, where do you want the tap water to come from in the world? Because Scottish tap water is better than English tap water. Yeah. Well, from Scotland, but obviously that would be a very long pipe. But it is. But <laughs> well, this is the dream restaurant. Which someone would have to turn on. <laughs> this, look, this is the dream restaurant. You can have whatever you like on your dream meal piece. So if, if you, you want Scottish tap water, we can invent this long pipe. Well, I think I'd like Scottish tap water, but not the ones that have labels with... with Drawings of the Highlands and 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 and, 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 and waterfalls and stuff like no. that. No, glens. You don't like that, that. Well, that's not what Scotland I come from. Mm. No. So I need one with a label that's got you know kind of a crumbling tenement and some high rise blocks. Yeah. <laughs> and an ice cream van, you know, in it. Uh, I think the water in Glasgow is great. So I'd have some Glasgow water. Yeah. yeah delicious. Yeah. Delicious. Yeah, fantastic. And we can you know we can absolutely make that happen. Get the pipe coming down from Glasgow. And then we'll have someone on the other end ready to turn the tap on whenever you want water. That's That'd be job. brilliant. Yeah. Who, who do you want to be turning the tap on? What Glasgow icon would you like uh, to turn the tap on? So it's extra Glasgow. Oh, gosh. Well, Billy Connolly's not there anymore. He's over in Florida. So we don't mm. want to have the tap going all the way under the sea and all that <laughs> kind of stuff going on. But he's We can give him a really long arm. He's the greatest living Glaswegian uh-huh. and the greatest dead one as well. Just the greatest Glaswegian yes. is Billy Connolly. Uh, I think maybe, maybe Paolo Nettini. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because he we could get, be yeah. hanging around between yeah. gigs, between tours, hanging out in Glasgow. And a little bell could be rung. Yeah. yeah. And Paolo would be writing a song, you know. And I'll put, stop writing my song now. I'll go and ask I need some water, man. And he'd go and uh, get me some water. I love it. Yeah, Paolo perfect. Pop dubs or bread. Pop dubs or bread, Peter Capaldi. Pop dubs or bread. Oh, God, that's hard. I love poppadons. Yeah. I really, really love them. I love them with chutney, with all the various chutneys. Mm, yeah. But bread I love too. And there are so mm. many breads that we can choose from. Uh, obviously, I think a, a, a sourdough, a crusty roll with uh, maybe some wee, you know, seeds on them. Mm-hmm. You know, love I don't know. I, I never quite know whether bread, whether is it meant to be, is that for eating before the starter arrives or is it to be part of the starter because i often eat the bread beforehand and yeah. then have to ask for some more yeah i'm the same which as is you. not a good the restaurant is not good if, if i have to do that if i have to ask for more just give me a big basket of bread yeah so or I replace can, it without without asking right replace and replace it without ceremony yeah mm-hmm. not with like here i am with my big basket of bread which yeah. one would you like <laughs> yeah. you know i mean they just do stuff for you that's the kind of problem with restaurants is really, i mean i think i love restaurants you know i love a kind of art deco restaurant, mm-hmm. a kind of sort of one that I would imagine would be in the Chrysler building, you know, and the Americans have a very kind of, because they're not, I mean, all of our restaurants are the shadow of the class system, you know, really looms over all of our restaurants. That's the wrong way of saying that. But no, but I, yeah. You get what I mean. 100%. Uh, so I think if you if you go into a restaurant and you're not skilled or, or confident in that area, you'll immediately start deferring to to the waiter, my father used to defer to the waiter. Uh-huh. Used to call the waiter sir, and and basically he'd be he'd be he'd be very nervous in the company of the waiter, because he wouldn't want to offend the waiter. Right, he'd want the waiter to know that he did not think less of him because he was a waiter, uh-huh. and the way that he did that was to to be as shilpit. Shilpit is a Scottish word, uh-huh. meaning to be as small and 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 on on extreme as possible. So uh, I think that that that's going on in restaurants all the time. 
in, yeah. the, in the back. But in my dream restaurant, it wouldn't be. The staff would be amazing. Yeah, you know, there'd be one that would be a little bit of a. I go, I'll tell you a good story about a, a restaurant. Actually, I was very lucky. I was in New York, uh, and I was doing a show, and I fell in with the maitre d of Joe Allen's, which is a famous, you know. Uh, Showbizy restaurant. Yeah, another another sort of big actors restaurant. That's right. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's one here, but it yeah. started originally with the original Joe Allen in uh, off Broadway, and it was run at the time. The maitre d, I, I could hear it in his voice. He was actually Scottish. His name was Angus. That was a bit of a giveaway. That's a clue. That's a big clue. <laughs> but of course, you don't expect to find an Angus, you know, off Broadway yeah. running. Uh, Joe Allen's. But then sometimes in New York, they're like a lot of Americans feel very close to their Scottish or Irish heritage and they've never been there. That's right. Yeah. And they don't really care. They get mixed up. They think yeah. if they're Irish, they think Angus is an Irish name. Or, yeah. You know, whatever. Or, you know, it's all vaguely a kind of Celtic sort of Celtic, thing. That, yeah. That'll Celtic vibe. Celtic slash Polish slash that'll do. <laughs> but Angus used to tell me secrets of, uh, of, of being a restaurateur. Uh, and one of the best ones that he told me that he didn't do this, but he said it used to happen with the previous person at uh, Joe Allen's. There's a little door, uh, you enter the door, and the maitre d' is standing there, a little desk, and obviously he's got his book there with all the bookings and stuff like that. And you may show up at the door, uh, and the maitre d' might not know who you are, and you might be somebody off the telly in the UK, for instance, Peter Capaldi off the thick of it. Yes. But he doesn't know that. And you go to say to him, Can I have a, a and he says, Excuse me, I'm on, and his phone rings. So I got to take this phone call. And he takes the phone call. And the phone call is from, from the barman who's behind the bar, who's an expert on show business. And he can see who's at the door. And he's saying to Angus, that's Peter Capaldi from a show called The Thick of It. Uh, and he's here doing a show on Broadway. Uh, he's okay. He's, he's reasonably successful. He's not a big shot, but, you know, he's a nice guy. He's okay to have the rest of uh, And Angus said, thanks. He puts the phone down and Mr. Capaldi, thanks very much. <laughs> wow. I love you. And they think, like, come on in. Very good. It's yeah. Cool. So, I mean, I'd be tempted then if I knew that to ask them follow-up questions about my work. I think you'd be wise to. Yeah. However, you would be subverting <laughs> the uh, illusion. Yes. Into which we all buy. Yeah. Maybe we I all know it's an it. illusion that you're not, you know, even if you're even if you're Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. I bet Arnold Schwarzenegger still thinks somebody a bit more famous than me or they don't really yeah. mean it when they say they love me. Surely you know? Schwarzenegger's not worried about that sort of stuff, is he? He's very yeah. smart. He's a human being. You know, he's a very smart guy. So yeah. I think, you know. So I, and that's that's up to you. Yes. That's your choice as to yeah. whether or not you're going to Maybe I'll just let the mess opinion. with that. Ed's yeah. the maitre d' of this dream restaurant. Yes, I so am, yeah. Ed, yeah. Ed would, I guess, you know. Yeah. I know, But I know who's coming in, you know. I've done my research. Yeah. Okay, well, that's good. He yeah. knows you. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what show have I been in recently? Criminal record. There you go. I love you. <laughs> criminal record, Mr. Capaldi. Please come to your table. Did I say that? The Suicide Squad. The first one or the second one? Second. The second one. Are you sure? Yeah, the James Gunn one. That was a good one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I did love that genuinely. Yeah. Big brain. Yeah. Big brain. Yeah. Thank you very much. You're not being fed this, are you? No, 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 no. Please don't break the illusion, Peter. No. Good. <laughs> Your dream starter, Peter Capaldi. I think I like uh, calamari. I'm not really a great fan of fish, mm -hmm. apart from fish and chips, Glaswegian fish and chips. Yeah. What's different about Glaswegian fish and chips? I think the fish is different. In what way is the fish different? It's Scottish. <laughs> Scottish fish. <laughs> I think the batter's different. Yeah. I think the salt and vinegar's different. I think it's it's just 
it, it's just not as fussy. Mm. I mean, the fish and chips in London, some gigantic piece of cord. What's cord row? I don't know what cord row, some huge kind of thing mm -hmm. covered in orange batter and stuff like that. In Scotland, it's much more business-like. Well, the chippies in Glasgow are like, the, I think the best city-wise for like those like takeaways and chip yeah. shops are are I the best so. I've, I've had. Yeah, yeah. It's more pride in it. Yeah. Like, and obviously we, you've got you've got obviously there's, there's a few fights when you're in there and all that stuff. Oh, yeah? and, uh, but that just makes you heartened. You've I thought, got I thought, really I thought you were tearing up for like an old school joke there and go like, I saw a sausage get battered or something. <laughs> That's good. I wish I had. we do this. Here we go. He's going to get us. He's going to get us a, us a few fights in there, obviously. So, so I had it go bad the other day. You know, that's where I thought we were headed. No, that's good. No, I'm trying not to think fights. of a, a similar joke. I don't really... That would be good in Panto. I think that would be... Yeah. If you're doing Panto in Glasgow, you'd definitely be like... Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Do you want the calamari from a specific place in the world, a, a, a specific restaurant you've been to? No, I love calamari. Um... But it has a slight, I have a slight problem with it, which yeah. is that it's squid. And it can, mm. I don't want to be reminded of that, that it's squid. <laughs> yeah. I, it actually quite looks a big a, problem. When you said it's a small problem. Yeah, it's quite I a big think, problem with calamari. Huge though. problem. Yeah, but it's not a whole squid on a plate no. with all of its kind of legs hanging out and stuff like that. Yeah. It's it's sliced leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> of, kind of, if you imagine if it was a cartoon, it would be like sliced octopus, right? Wouldn't it? Yeah. It's the um, ring. It's rings. It's ring. It's, it's ring. a little like onion rings. Yeah. But it shares the same problem that onion rings give me. But they're onion. No, I love onion rings. I could I mean I could easily have had an onion ring, onion yeah. rings as a starter as well. Yeah. But it's when you eat them, you put them in your mouth and your teeth are able to puncture the batter. Yeah. And you think you've punctured all the way through the onion or the or the calamari yeah. flesh. Yeah. And you pull the remaining bits, yeah. the other, you don't want to eat the whole ring. Mm -hmm. So you put the other half of the ring away and you find that you haven't established a clean break. <laughs> and so the, 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 the octopus leg continues into the uh, exposed piece of batter. Yeah. And then the batter crumbles and then the, you get a whack as, it the, pings. as, as the rubbery ping hits you. Yeah. It pings back. That's, yeah. and that's, you don't want that. You no. don't want that. It's, it's a slapstick, uh, slapstick thing to happen yeah. at a dinner, isn't it? So how, what do you suggest? we? Because we, you know, this is a dream restaurant, so we can solve your calamari issues here. Not my problem. No. You're the dream yeah. restaurant, guys. Yeah, don't yeah, yeah. come to me with a cooking problem. Well, I'm going to make that. them just bite size so you don't have to bite into them. Like that, you can just pop them in. You should be alert to this. Yeah, yeah. Because you you should be standing at the back going, "He's worried about." Them. I think. Yeah. I think that. I think Mr. Capaldi's worried. I about should have had a call from the bar. Yeah. Saying, um, "That is Peter Capaldi. Uh, he's in the show called The Thick of It, and he's worried about the calamari rings pinging back in his face." Yeah. So just keep an eye on him. Yeah. And if he's uptight about that, if he has a problem with the onion rings, just go over. Yeah. Go over and say, yeah, "Okay, all right, with onion rings. We can get the other onion rings." But that's up to you. It's not up to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, sort of, I'll sort it out so that it's like they're delicious calamari. Bite size bit. It's little popcorn size bit. Like pop yeah, popcorn calamari. That's a good idea. Good idea. Pop it in. Ah. Would you ever do? You know, in um, old boy. You know where I'm going with this, surely, Peter. Have you seen yeah. the film Old Boy? No. Mm. Well, the, <laughs> the lead James is going to do whatever he was going to do now, anyway. The lead actor in that at one point has to eat an octopus. It's a live octopus. Oh yeah. And he just. He just does it for real. For real. He just bites into a live octopus and eats it on camera. Okay. And the, obviously the octopus was absolutely ape shit in his hand. But he's just like, and people talk about it and go like, you've seen that, like that was real. Yeah. People discuss that. Yeah. Um, 
Would you ever do that in a role if, if they were like Peter in this scene? No. You've got to eat a uh, calamari. No, but it's a oh, you have to eat a calamari or something. Like no, that. but like yeah. a live a live octopus. No, like thing. this no. is it's alive, oh. I and mean, it really looked cool if you just did it for real. Fuck that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? All of that kind of stuff. Who cares? Yeah. Really? Who cares? Really? No. Yeah. Don't make me uncomfortable. I'll pretend to. And look, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. all we've got to do. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, you know, I love Tom Cruise. He's great. I don't really care that he strapped himself to a Hercules bomber and went up there. I don't really care that he's on the motorbike and he comes. I don't care. You know, it's great and it's terrific and he's a lovely man and, you know, and he's, he's really sweet and all that. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, I'd love to see because obviously on YouTube and on the internet in general you get people doing reaction videos to other videos Yeah, I'd love to have you watching that Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise viral yeah. video of him going off the cliff in the motorbike and just going I don't care Yeah, I don't get by any of this Who cares? it doesn't make a difference whether it's him or another guy does it no I mean I admire it Yeah, it's a film who yeah. cares <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know, I'm reminded though uh, 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 with uh, the eating octopus story of uh, one of my great inspirations when I was in Doctor Who. Yeah, was uh, uh, Martin Landau played the part of Bela Lugosi in a film that, that yeah. Tim, Tim Burton made. Edward. Edward, and it's a great scene in that. I, 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 for those who don't know, Bela Lugosi was an actor who played Dracula in the 30s, and then fell on hard times. Would have done Panto if necessary but ended up actually having to play Dracula on stage wow. tour in America playing Dracula in little theatres all over the country and um, but he ended up with this uh, Edward was a d- terrible director and they and Ed used to go into Universal Studios at night and steal props because he was making low budget film horror movies and he stole an octopus prop and uh, he had this scene in this film he was making where Bella had to fight this octopus and Bella looked at the octopus and said well, where, where, where are the octopus guys, the operators? Where, where the, isn't there a mechanical thing that switches this on? And they said, no, there is. It's just a rubber octopus. You've just got to fight it. And Bela said, well, okay, if that's the way it is, he took a slug of whiskey and he just fought the rubber octopus. Uh, and that's what I used to do in Doctor Who because I'd go, where's the, um, where are the puppet operators here? Where is the CGI people for all this? And they go, there isn't any. It's just... A robber octopus. Yeah. You've got to fight it. So I go, oh, great. Spirit of Bella, go and fight it. You have a, a swig of whiskey? No, I don't drink anymore. Oh, fair enough. I used to, but it was raw veil. Surely now, if you went to you know, Joe Allen's whatever, they would be like, that's Peter Capaldi from Doctor Who, or is it still the thick of it? Is that still the go-to? Uh, I don't know. What no. do you get the most from people coming up to you in the street? I get both of those. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Who obviously is, uh, you know... As a long life, but the thick of it is still oh, around. It's yeah. still, and people seem to still watch us. That happens a lot, you know. That character's still like, you yeah. know, and that's going to be an iconic character, comedy character for a long time, right? Well, we were very, very lucky to get it and to and, and to be part of it. The, the writers were amazing. I mean, everyone, we, we made a great deal of the improvisation and stuff like that. But the show wasn't really made on improvisation; it was made on writing. I mean, the scripts were were like 400 pages long. You know, they were like way, 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 way longer than what you would have for a, for a 25-minute sitcom. And they were full of great material. So you had to shoot all the written stuff and then you would improvise a bit yeah, just to give it that kind of tang of, of, of life. But most of the, the great stuff's all written. Oh, it was perfect. As you were saying, I was like, I need to watch it all again. Then. Yeah, I'm going to watch it all again. Oh, good. Sure. 
Is there something about the calamari pinging back in your face that reminds you of a Doctor Who monster and that's why it upsets you? No, it's just the thing. It's the it's the, it's the injustice because I look a bit... I'll, it, it makes me uncomfortable because that can't be right. Or is it? <laughs> I think we'd have to speak to calamari eating experts. Yeah. Is it right? Am I eating it wrong? Am I not puncturing the yeah. flesh? Enough, or is this is this happening to everyone? I've never discussed it with anyone else. I think is it. I think you're totally right. I mean, it happens to me all the time with calamari. You end up yeah. pulling the whole ring out, and then you've just got a hollow bit of batter, which yeah. obviously can't, that doesn't hold up it to anything. Have, is that right? I it's, think it's, 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 it's not common. right, but it happens. I, I I don't like the rings for that reason. I'd rather have like the little bits of calamari that's yeah. like the tiny calamari. That's... But onion rings do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Onion rings are a nightmare. Mm. Absolute nightmare. I used to work in a pub and there was a massive onion ring once, like huge, in this bag of onion rings, frozen onion rings. It's the size of a donut. <laughs> and we we didn't fry it. We took it out and we would prank new, newbies with it. So <laughs> if someone new came, we would say, do you want a donut? We've got donuts in. They'd be like, yeah. And we put it on a plate. And they'd be like, and no one fell for it and tried to eat it. But they'd always look at it and go, no. Is that a donut? Well, like, nah, it's an onion ring. And we'd laugh and put it back in the freezer. Is that when you realised you were going to be a comedian because yeah. of that great joke? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think if you were the victim, it's actually you wouldn't be the victim because it's a win-win situation. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You were expecting a donut and you got a giant onion ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty happy with it. They can't fry that and eat it. No, but you can help us get the next newbie. And they're like, okay, cool. I'm in the gang now. I'm glad you celebrated the giant onion ring. Yeah, that's yeah. A good thing. That is, could still be there. By the time I left, it was still, we haven't fried it yet. That's Yeah, that's my issue with onion rings. But then, have you had a blooming onion before? Well, no, what's that? <laughs> so, Ed, language. They do, they, do the, they do them in the States at like, at like a, there's a chain restaurant that are famous for them, but they do them in like roadside cafes and stuff. So they'll get a massive white onion, like one of those huge yeah. ones. And then they'll slice it, but not all the way through, just yeah. like down to the down to the root or whatever, yeah. like wedges all the way around. Then they'll batter that whole thing and drop it into the deep fat fryer and it blooms like a flower into separate portions. Wow. And then put that on the plate with a dip in the middle. And then you can just pick off these deep fried bits of onion dip and have and they're not so it's not ring based. Right. But you get all the flavour and taste of well, the onion good. ring. Yeah. That's good. It sounds a wee bit tacky though. Oh yeah. Hugely. Not a cl- it's not a classy onion. They're not doing that in the Ivy. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Today's episode of Off Menu is sponsored by Aura. James, are you ready to win Mother's Day? I am, Ed. I want to cement my reputation as the best gift giver in the family. I want to give my mom an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. May I say, James, I absolutely love the class 
and elegance with which you use the word mom, because this is for US listeners. All of your moms deserve a good aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. Yeah, I think your mum's going to love looking back on your childhood memories, seeing what you're up to today, seeing what you were up to back in the day, and even better, with unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, you can keep updating mom's frame with new photos, so it's the gift that keeps on giving, James. Ed, answer me this. Who is the best gift giver in your life? Hmm, um, I'd probably say uh, my wife is a very good gift giver. Not that <gasps> my mom is not a fantastic gift giver, but yes. my wife's very good at little surprise things. She says, I've only got you a few things, and then there'll be little little surprises, things that we've seen throughout the rest of the year. I'll say to my wife, I like that, and then I forget about it, and then on the day, there's some lovely little gifts there for me that remind us of the year that we've just spent together. Oh, if you like being reminded of stuff, may I suggest photographs? That's a very good point, James. I think we should get ourselves an Aura digital picture frame and put some of our wedding photos on them. Right now, Ed, Aura has a great deal for Mom's Day, Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com. Use code OFFMENU at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Your dream main course, Peter Capaldi. My dream main course, I like, um, maybe it's because I'm Italian, I like Italian food, yeah. obviously. It would be between lasagna, uh, <laughs> spaghetti carbonara, uh, or spaghetti uh, bolognese. All very simple, but, yeah. but capable of being uh, dull, often quite dull, and sometimes quite beautiful. Yeah. What I'm really enjoying about your dream menu so far, Peter, is the starter, you had a massive issue with it. Yeah. Like a logistical issue. Yeah. And then these dishes that you're going to pick for your main course, you've said they're very capable of being extremely dull. Yeah. But there's always a, I like there's always a negative to bring up immediately that's, with your dream meal. That's my attitude to life, <laughs> really. Basically, it's uh, don't get your hopes up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the safe way. I mean, that's being very Scottish, I think. It's just, that's the best way to be. Don't get your, you know. And then you won't be disappointed. Yeah. So I carry a, a wedge of disappointment with me. Just yeah. in case. And often it, it, it's very useful. How so, do you feel like your wedge of disappointment has got um, bigger or smaller as you get older? Oh, smaller. Yeah. But my wedge of uh, of reality. Actually, I, I love this whole thing, this whole kind of question of whether or not being where wisdom starts and where cynicism ends, mm-hmm. where pragmatism starts and ends and where illusion starts and ends. So I think... If, if you reach my age, you've been in a lot of restaurants, so you know that most of the time what they're telling you and the way they're boasting about their food is really, statistically, it's not really going to work. There's only, in all of my life, there's yeah. been like maybe 5% of, of the meals have lived up to the, the hype. But that's okay. That doesn't, that makes life good because you can get on with your life and you're not, you're not, you don't have... A crushing disappointment. Yeah. Because you know that might not be great. And then sometimes it is great. And that's amazing. That makes it even better. So sometimes I used to be, when I was younger, people would accuse me of being cynical because I would often look on the, the darker side of things. But it's not being cynical. It's just being realistic. Yeah. And also you, you then get delights, even more juicy things. Do you think that attitude helps as well when you're starting out in acting? Because there must be like a lot of like yeah. auditions and things like Objection. that. Where... Look at you going along... To the to get the part of 
<laughs> Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty. Yeah. And, and not, I mean, how did you feel after that? Fine. I mean, I, 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 by that point, I was pretty good at just going into auditions and brain dumping them. And then be, be just, honest, Ted. Yeah, you have to put a brave face. I was devastated, yeah. Peter. Well, that's what happens. I mean, you, you have to learn how to, to cope with it, don't you? You have to learn how to cope yeah. with being rejected. I think it's, you know, I, I often think my dad had nothing to do with the business. He never went to an audition in his life. I don't think he ever went for a job interview in his life, you know, because his family gave him jobs. Uh, so he never, you know, so I've been to thousands of job interviews, even more like, you know, a teacher might go for in their life for four yeah. interviews or something like that and get rejected occasionally. We as performers get rejected all the time. Yes. So I think you get used to it. But the bad news is the older you get, it sort of comes back. The sort of anxiety and fear about it. Fuck it, it's rotten being rejected and feeling awful about yourself. And maybe I'm just as shit as they think I am, you know. But then you go, well, I'm still here, so something must be working. Yeah. Does an audition stand out as being particularly bad, like the worst audition you've ever had done? I mean, the thick of it one was interesting because that was on that morning. I, You know, I've told this story many times. I had two auditions and one was for a sitcom and I had to go to the television centre, as was. And I sat in this room and, I, and the part was like... Basically, they could have written on the part, you know, a guy walks in, he looks exactly like Peter Capaldi and he speaks with Peter Capaldi's accent yeah. and he's got two scenes. And it was playing like an MP or something like that, Scottish MP with two scenes. Uh, and he was, my, he was like 42 or something like that, whatever age I was at the time. And I had to go on tape for this two And I looked up and in the room, I had worked with every single person in the room. <laughs> every one of them. I'd done, you know, done various shows. And I thought, what the fuck am I doing here? you know, jumping through hoops for all these people who have given me jobs before. But obviously I had to go to some other executive level. So I did that, I was feeling very pissed off about it, and then walked into the thick of it interview with Armando, um, who I love Armando, but I didn't know Armando at the time. I just knew he was a kind of comedy genius. But I, my attitude was, yeah? <laughs> Where's this comedy? Let's get some of this genius going. Let's hear some of the gags. Yeah. And he went, oh, there isn't a script. Oh, really? There's no fucking script. So what, I'm supposed to fucking come up with stuff. <laughs> but of course, this was exactly the right attitude. Yeah. I didn't realise that, that it was exactly the right attitude. Yeah. Uh, he said, no, no, there's just, I'll, I'll tell you a, a scene and you just play the scene with your own words. Fucking thanks very much. <laughs> with my, my own words. Yes, here we go. Okay. Hit me with the scene. And off we went. And that's how I got to be Malcolm Tucker. Perfect. So, yeah, that you might not have got it if there hadn't been that audition beforehand. It's, That's exactly yeah. true. So yeah. all that, all, all the rejection that you get mm -hmm. makes you who you are. Yeah. And how you deal with it makes you who you are, you know, and that makes you more, makes you an interesting person. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't have thought changed of, like, there might be some young actors hearing this and going, okay, cool, so I've got to go in and, like, act like I don't give a shit and, like, I, I, I've got to be disrespectful. <laughs> so they're going to go in and be like, yeah, this is fucking shit. <laughs> and, oh, I'll, I'll get the part. I think one of, the, one, of the, one of the, the worst audition stories I heard was I was actually in, I, I was at, it was a big audition, big troll they were doing. You know, you go to these things where there's a whole pile of people being dragged in. And I went and I, I knew I wasn't going to get this thing. Well, and it was, it was for a film that they did. It was a, a, an animated film based on that book about pirates. I think the book's called the book of, a book about pirates, yeah. I think it's called. I think it was the Wallace and Gromit kind of people mm -hmm. who, were, who were all very sweet. And I was doing my audition and it was, you know, it was crap. But, uh, but I could hear this booming voice from downstairs. I thought, oh, 
Brian blessed you. <laughs> <laughs> and sure it was, I went downstairs and there it was Brian. He said, what are you doing here? And I said, well, I'm just coming up for, I've just been asked, it's his term. Oh, I'm here to play the king of the pirates. I said, well, that's marvellous. And he showed, he had the book and he showed, have you seen, he said, have you seen the book? I'm exhausted doing the impression now. He said, have you seen the book? I said, yeah, I vaguely looked at it. And he showed me the book and in the book it said, the king of the pirates looks exactly like and sounds exactly like Brian Blessed. It said in the book. Yeah. And then he had to go and audition for it. And I don't even know if he got it. Danny DeVito as, a, as an icebreaker once went into an audition and uh, held up the script and went, first things first, who wrote this shit? <laughs> <laughs> Good fun. Uh, we need to narrow down your yes. what, what, what one of these pasta courses you're going to have for your dream main course. Uh, let's go for carbonara. And who would you like to make that for you? Is it like a, a dish where when you were growing up, someone made that and it was particularly good? No. My mother used to make spaghetti bolognese. My mother, who was not Italian, yeah, uh, who was based of Irish extraction, uh-huh. made the most fabulous spaghetti bolognese. But I think maybe the Italian side of the family had taught her to do that. Um, but the Italian side of the family was only my grandfather mm-hmm. and he died. Uh, so there wasn't really... Uh, they, they'd come up... I think they had a fabulous... Scottish Italian recipe for for, for bolognese, yeah, which uh, was fabulous. Um, who would make? I don't know. What difference does that make? Who does, well, who, just I mean, because of your. See, I, I, I guess I didn't know. Um, it was just your granddad, but like you know, I thought maybe someone would have made it for you growing up, and that would be like. A, well, they wouldn't have made. Car- nice they wouldn't have known what memory. carbonara was. No, 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 they would have ventured into that kind yeah. of area. Spaghetti bolognese, they would have known about. Carbonara. I mean, what you young people don't realise is that this, there's been a food revolution over the last 40 years. And when we grew up, there was, you know, wimpies. Yeah. You know, which were basically strips of plastic <laughs> mixed up with old pig's heads and yeah. and crushed into a flat um, slab yeah. cut into circles that would be Sounds quite nice. sold as hamburgers. I would eat a slab of pig's head. <laughs> Absolutely. I'd love that. Yes. I'd order that on a menu. The plastic, in it? Uh, maybe not. Maybe not the plastic, but the slab of pig's head. Just say, hold the plastic. Love that. No plastic on my pig's head, please. So You're... they didn't know anything about carbonara. No. So do you, do you have a restaurant that you go to, like an Italian restaurant, maybe where you're like, oh, I love their carbonara? Ironically, I kind of I'm very fond of restaurants that where I don't have to look at the menu and they just know me and they bring stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's a wonderful place in Crouch Hank called Floral Hall, which is fabulous, and they do like tapa, mm. uh, and they have all these. You know, incredible dishes like, you know, beetroot with, uh, you know, sort of curried beetroot and stuff like that, which uh, I, I wouldn't, eat, the menu would just frighten me. So they just right. bring it all. Yeah. And I just eat it and they know me and it's it's lovely. So, yeah, that's great. That's the dream, yeah. I think. And that's, and tapa generally I, I, I love. Yeah. Because it's, uh, it's, the dishes are small. Yeah. And, and I feel as if also, because when the Spanish have tapa, it's while they're getting on with other stuff. So it's not got the whole kind of ceremony and the, all the all the all the class, you know, indicators of of a meal. Standing up quite a lot of the time as well. Yeah, just like pop a quick sort of dish yeah. in your mouth and then you're on the go. That's right. Yeah. So I like that. Um. So I don't really go to an Italian restaurant. No. People get funny about carbonara though, don't they? Because like you'll go to some place and they're putting cream in the carbonara mm. and then Italians get really angry. No, yeah, I don't mind. Do I think it's all any, anything goes. Obviously, yeah. as long as it's edible. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Your dream side dish, Peter. Well, my side dish. Well, that would just be a lovely little uh, 
rocket salad. Yeah. With Parmesan shavings. Yeah. How big do you want the shavings to be? A flake size, flaked size. Probably about one centimetre <laughs> square. Or we get specific on this podcast. Maybe more please. rectangular than square. Yeah? Yeah. One centimetre by half a centimetre. <laughs> Are you a salad man in general? Are you a yeah. fan of salad? No. I mean, I should... <laughs> I should point out that uh, I, 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 I eat healthily, yeah. but I really want to eat unhealthily. Right. And it's only my commitment to staying alive, to yeah. keep food on my family's table, um, <laughs> that uh, I don't eat as unhealthily as I would really like to. So it's a, d- a daily struggle of resisting uh, unhealthy things. Yeah, I would, eat, I would eat anything. The more, you know, I love sausages and, and bacon and eggs and all that, chocolate and everything, you know, yeah. everything that's really bad for you. Would you kick off the day with the full fried breakfast? Oh, if yeah. You, yeah. Is the Scottish breakfast better than the English breakfast? I wouldn't go. I wouldn't say that because I never. Again, a full breakfast is something. When I was a kid, you never had a. You know what did you have? I don't know. A slice of toast. Yeah. On the way to school. So all this business of full English breakfast that belong. That's all part of. That's marketing. Ah. <laughs> it's all about capitalism. That's all that is massive selling to you that you should buy this full English breakfast. Or full, ironically in Scotland, big surprise, it's called full Scottish breakfast. Yeah, they get really annoyed, by the way, if you're in Scotland and you ask for a full English. Yeah, you shouldn't because it's... Well, you wouldn't in America ask for a full English breakfast, would you? Probably. Would you? Well, I, I, I've let it slip out sometimes when I'm in Scotland. and go, oh, I love a full English and then a Scottish person will go, it's called a full Scottish. Yeah. yeah. And it is different. There's potato, like, There's like potatoes black pudding and... and- Haggis on the, there's more yeah. blood. Yeah, there's square more blood. Sausage. Square uh, sausage. I love square, square sausage. sausage. Yes, I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't get up, uptight about it. Really, who cares? It's something. And um, what it's I've, the, the whole Scottish. I I like porridge for breakfast. Yeah, and of course, uh, people think, oh, that's because you're Scottish. But I never had porridge when I was a kid. As I yeah. say, we had a slice of toast on the way out the door. If we were lucky, yeah, uh, we never had. I got porridge because it was. If you're doing a show like, say, Doctor Who, and you're like on that for. 11 months of the year. Yeah. You get breakfast every morning because you're there at like half six in the morning. If you order a full English breakfast at half six in the morning for 11 months, you know, you're going to have to regenerate at Christmas time because the costumes are not going to fit you. (laughs) You don't want to get through the TARDIS. You're going to be bigger on the outside than the inside. (laughs) It'll be Doctor, what the fuck happened? Exactly. So you can't, so I said, look, let's just get me porridge. Yeah. Why don't you just simple, just get me a, so I would come in the morning I'd just have a bowl of porridge and off I'd go and blow up some Daleks yeah uh, and that was because it's slow release energy isn't it so that's what you need to blow up the Daleks for sure yeah or to wrestle with men in latex suits yeah well yeah. that's at night uh, uh, yeah so yeah, porridge would get me keep me through get me through to lunchtime nice who was your favourite uh, villain to beat up on Doctor Who when you saw it on the call sheet oh the Daleks are in uh, go, I can't wait to beat oh, the them Daleks up. I would go in when, uh, when, I, when I wasn't beat, working beat them up there was a scene where they they, they Come on, the Daleks invaded a space station. Yeah. yeah. And they were, you know, there were guys with, uh, you know, full kind of SWAT team outfits waiting for them. Who's not going to go in and watch all that? I wasn't in the scene, but I was standing there going, yeah, cheering as they blew them <laughs> right. up and all that stuff. <laughs> 12 Daleks coming through the, down the corridor. Come That's on. fun. Slice of toast. <laughs> <laughs> like the old days. Yeah. Dalek Cybermen are quite liked yeah um i can't remember really beating up um i did have to fight rubber spiders yeah which uh, which i enjoyed because of the the, the, the old thing. thing uh 
I liked them all. They were all varying degrees of. There were there were some of them were less. Some of them were a little less cosmic. Uh, yeah. Than others, but they all uh, they all smelled of latex. I mean, that's that, that always takes me back. Is the smell the smell of rubber? You know the um the scenes where the doctor changes into the next doctor. Yeah. Regeneration. Regeneration. Thank you, Warren. Okay. <laughs> um, now, obviously, I would assume that you're filming your scenes on different. You know, that they, they filmed their bit as their doctor. Uh-huh. And then you're filming your bit separately, obviously. But but do you do you like go in for their bit as well for that scene? I went in for for Matt because Matt Smith turned into me. Yeah, and that was so great. It was so lovely because Matt's you know wonderful anyway. He's a wonderful actor, but he's such a nice person. And it was really emotional. We just said, and he gave we we changed. He gave me his, the watch that he wore as Doctor Who and passed that to me, and we had some little words together, and then he just. Handed it over to me, but we couldn't do that with uh, with Jody. We couldn't do that because, for some reason, they weren't starting filming till way later. Right. Or maybe they hadn't announced her or something. So I, I did mine on my own hmm. uh, and just finished it. But in the old days, that's how they used to do it. They used to just have the other person there. So it's quite emotional. Yeah. Um, and also the, the crew down there are all kind of wonderful and sort of. It's a very kind of warm family. So people get sad, you know. But it's nice when a new person comes along and brings it to life. Watch it now with that they bought Tenant back. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, what, 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 it's one David's lovely. What, it's one, what, what are you thinking? Are you looking at your phone every now and again? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not. No, no. They, they might do it. No, no, I don't think so. No. <laughs> but there's a great piece of film of the original Doctor Who, William Hartnell, and I say the original Doctor Who, I mean it, uh, <laughs> who was. The story of how he left the show is clouded in mystery, so I don't really know exactly what happened. But he ended up in Panto, and there's a there's a wonderful interview with him, uh, which is the, the the last piece of film of him really, being interviewed in his dressing room, about to go on stage, in the pan he's in Worthing or somewhere like that, you know, and he's quite openly down on the whole Panto thing. <laughs> he t- he makes it quite clear that he's a respected character actor of the British stage and film. Yeah. And not not front of cloth comedian. Oh. Yeah. That's weird. Is that is that a familiar term? Boys front no, of cloth. I've just comedian? heard of that, but like I know you know the term front of cloth, surely. Do I? Yeah. Is is it that's when like <laughs> you really need a shit. Yeah, no. And it's like <laughs> and you gotta get some It's an old like music hall term, right? Because you'd be yeah. in front of the curtains while they set up for the next bit of the variety. Actors would be behind, behind because the Got cotton you. right but when the cotton came down yeah. and someone would come up come out and do some funny business. Yes, some yeah. funny They'd business. Be a front of house, front yes. of cloth comic. Keenan and Kel. Keenan and Kel at the, beginning. At the start yeah, and then yeah, they'd walk yeah. off. Yeah. And then yeah. Your dream drink, Peter. My dream drink. Well, I because I don't drink, I drink I, I drink ginger beer. Nice. Which is nice. Fiery? Fiery ginger beer, yeah. But uh, my friend Kate, I might not keep going on about this, but obviously it sounds like I'm, I'm uh, plugging it, uh, which I am, but unnecessarily, because it's really busy, is this restaurant, the Floral Hall, because Kay does, she makes me a ginger ginger and elderflower drink of her, of her own recipe. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what's in it, but it's wonderful because it's, it feels mildly alcoholic. Mm-hmm. I used to drink. I mean, I, li- I used to really like drinking, but stopped the way most men from the west of Scotland have to stop drinking at some point. Uh, and uh, I used to love red wine, Rioja. You know, a nice Rioja would be nice. uh, 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 a favourite drink. But I was also quite 
I think I, I, I fell for the labels. There was a Spanish, because that's there was a Spanish wine that used to have like a lovely painting of a kind of Velazquez type man with a big, you know, ruff on, and he'd be holding a glass of wine and stop smiling. So I'll have that one. Yeah, you thought that man looks like he's having a good time. Yeah, that'll mm. do for me. I'd like to be. I'd like to be that man. Yeah, but you're an actor, so you could be that man if you yeah. wanted to. Do you ever think that you just wake up one morning and just pretend, just be someone else because you're that good it's of an actor? A chameleon. Yeah, I can just be that guy I who's on the wine guy. bottle. I can be anybody. Yeah, yeah. Of course I can. Yeah. No, I've got this face. I can only be the per this, this person, with, a person with this face. Well, that's, that's the thing okay. for all actors, right? That that maybe would help with the rejection is that so many, so much of the time, what they're looking for is so specific. The, the truth is, the thing that that they're rejecting is the thing that somebody else will buy. Mm, you know, good. that's what makes you different. Mm -hmm. It's the thing that that, uh, that the people don't. You're not going to work for everything, so you you get to a point where you're you're the only person that's right for, for the job. Mm -hmm. It must be weird with the, when going back to Doctor Who, that is multiple people playing that role. You wonder what exactly they're looking. For. I mean, I, I don't know what exactly looking for each time. Is it they just want something different from the last person? I, I think know. James would be a great Doctor Who. Do you agree with me, Peter? I, I, You'd have to cheer up a bit. <laughs> You can talk. <laughs> yeah, but the audience has not seen my smiles. That is, that is a pot kettle black situation. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> no, I think it'd be. I think it'd be good. Yeah, but you'd have to be a bit more child friendly. Yeah, child friendly. Uh, I'll, I'll take that. Yeah, quite happy with that. Yeah, yeah. I often worried worried that I'm too much like a like a, a kids comedian or kids TV presenter. No, I don't think so. It's been a long time since I've watched Kids Town. I've got Edge. <laughs> You're an edgy guy. I'm an edgy guy. Edgy guy. Maybe, a, maybe a companion. I could be a companion. No. What do you think to that? Yeah, I think you could be. It depends. Well, it depends who the Doctor is, of course. Yeah. As to whether he thing. could be a companion for a whole series. <laughs> <laughs> for a whole season. Bradley Walsh did it. Yeah. Yeah. Bradley's a talented guy, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I could do it. Bradley Walsh did it. John Bishop did it. Yeah. Another good, another talented guy. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you could. Yeah. A cup from the same cloth, front of cloth. So, for your dream drink, do you want this ginger and elderflower from what was the name of the restaurant? Sorry, Floral Hall. Floral Hall. Do you do you want do you want the yeah. the elderflower and ginger from there? Yeah, lovely. We'd have to get in touch and find out what what it is. Because I just say, give me that the thing. Yeah, and she brings it. That's fine. That's great. That's right. I sound like I'm sitting there, like yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> on the throne. And the feet prints. Yeah. Uh, kind of... Bring me the thing. That's right. They're panicking in the kitchen. What does he that's mean, the thing? The Dauphin. Is yeah. it on the menu, or is that no. something that's just made for you? That's made for me. The Capaldi. Well, it's like you know Zoe Wanamaker, who's also in Criminal Record, oh, a great. new show, and is wonderful. Oh. Zoe has a, a has a cocktail, which you can buy. I don't mean she markets it. Yeah. It's just that she's been an enthusiast of cocktails for some time, uh, and so uh, at the at the old Ivy, uh, yeah. they, 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 they they created a cocktail uh, called uh, a Wanamaker, a Wanamaker, which you can buy uh, all over the place. How do they, how do you make a Wanamaker? Do you shake it? Do you shake the Wanamaker? I don't know. You'd have to get Zoe on. Should she could? Would love to. Yeah. Would love to get Zoe Wanamaker yeah. on. I wonder if she'll want a Wanamaker. I wonder if she'll want to. Want to want to make her? Do you think she'll want to want to? Do you think she'll want to want to make her? Well, I don't know. I think she might have heard these jokes before. But, uh, it's what? nice to. Run uh, them out again. I doubt it. Well, I don't think so. I wonder if there's is there whiskey in it? The want to make her? I've no idea. It might be want to make us mark. That's a type of whiskey, Peter. That's there good stuff. Go. That's oh, good stuff. Is that she hasn't heard that. <laughs> she hadn't heard want to make us mark. Yeah, I think she's heard. 
Peter. There's no way she's heard Wanamaker's Mark. Your dream dessert, Peter. My dream dessert. Um, I love custard. Yeah. And I love... So much respect if your dream dessert is just custard. Absolutely. <laughs> I would I'd have good delighted. just custard. <laughs> yeah. I love... I'm, I'm, I've always loved custard. I think it's because when I was a kid and I went to the dentist or anything like that, my mother would always reward me with... With custard? With custard. Um, and yeah. then I learned how to make it as well. Your mum was rewarding you for going to the dentist with custard? Well, I mean... Going to the dentist or something that was unpleasant. Yes. yes, sure. You know, she would help me. I think directly, just because it was the dentist, it made me laugh as, well done, your teeth are healthy, here's a pot of custard. <laughs> well, that's very Scottish. Yeah. That was the way <laughs> we were brought up. And most kids were like that then. They were given sugary and yeah. sweet things yeah. to help them through the rough times. Yes, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But then I learned to make custard, uh, but the, you know, and it would come in powder. Uh, I don't think it was, you know, I don't mean classic French custard, uh-huh. uh, or whatever they call it, creme, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Bird's custard. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. Creme anglaise. Yeah, creme yeah. anglaise. Uh, it was powdered. It was like kind of, you know, radioactive, bright yellow. Mm, yeah. That stuff. But I love bread and butter pudding. Oh, yeah. I think bread and butter pudding is one of the greatest yeah. dishes. Yeah. And I make it myself with panettone, which Ooh, is, nice. you know, an Italian mm. uh, cake. It's, it's a bread with sultana and fruit in it. Mm. And I use that and I slice that up and, and lay it in a dish and then put all the, make up the, the custard mix and yeah. uh, pour that all over and, and bake it. And that is amazing. Yeah. This is, so before we started recording this episode, you were saying to us, like, how many do you record? And we've done like about six episodes this week. And one of them, someone told us their recipe for some bread and butter pudding mm-hmm. earlier this week and described it to us. Uh-huh. And both times... It's been a bit of an inventive twist on it, you and your panettone, yeah. and it's just made me want to immediately yeah. have some bread and butter pudding, but have exactly what you've just described, try it, try and make it myself. I think it's a sign that we've got to try this, Ed, because... It's a sign from the universe that yeah. we've got to have some bread and butter pudding For soon. Sure. Yeah. And, and would you then, when it's done and it's baked and you've done it, would you add more custard to it? I would. Yeah. I would personally. Others might not, but I would. And then I would really look forward to if there was some left... The next day, because of that slightly congealed yeah. kind of thing, uh, and then add custard to that. Um, I often think as well, it's kind of vaguely, it's a it's a relative of lasagna in some way, because it's you know it's a sweet la- cousin. It's a layers yeah. layers of 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 stuff yeah. mm-hmm. with other stuff in between, and a kind of creamy kind yeah. of binder. Yeah, yeah. It's certainly, you know, it's it. probably you do you do it in the same dish almost, wouldn't you? If you were oh, making sure. it in a in a sort of lasagna dish. Yeah. So and and funnily enough, those are the only two dishes I can make: bread oh. bar pudding and lasagna. Oh, great! Have you oh, ever nice. done them back? Do you do them back to back? No, that's too labour intensive. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to say we don't have enough. We don't have enough. Uh, you just crockery. got the one, the one dish. We only got the one dish. Yeah. <laughs> so we couldn't do that. And there's no point making a little version of either. I mean, this might be out too outrageous, Peter. But have you ever thought about doing a half and half? In, in the, the dish. same dish. That wouldn't work. Sweet and savoury. Yeah, but but they're separate. There's just there's probably a bit in the middle. You'd you have to eat. have a dividing. You'd have yeah, a dividing thing, or you just avoid dividing. the strip in the middle. The strip choose. in the middle. The strip in the middle where where, where they meets. touch. No, but they the have to be the over brimming. You, you have to have either enough custard yeah. or enough bechamel sauce. Mm, yeah. You have to have too much of that. Yeah. yeah. So that it comes over the so they would mix up. You yeah. couldn't do it. It'd be horrible. Have you ever heard that song? I can't go back to savoury now. 
No, by no, John but you've you haven't heard that. it. I'd by John Shuttleworth. Oh, I love John Shuttleworth. Oh, he does a fabulous song, yeah. and it's all about he's eating. I can't remember how it goes, but he's at dinner with his wife and his daughter, and he's eating. They've they've got like mince pie or something like that, and he's eating that, <laughs> and then his sweet comes along, and it's possibly custard or something like that. His daughter, meanwhile, has been taking longer to eat the mince pie, and has decided she's had enough. Yeah, and she's leaving some. So she offers her dad some mince pie, but he's eating his custard. He's in the custard. He can't get and back. he says, I can't go back to savoury now, <laughs> which is the sad refrain. <laughs> I saw him do a whole song uh, at the Edinburgh Festival um, just about cereals that he likes. Yeah. And it was so funny. Yeah. But like, just, 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 just for ages, just listing every single type of cereal. Yeah. Right, I'm going to read your menu back to you now. Oh, See how you feel about it, Peter. Okay. You would like... Glasgow tap water. You would like a bread basket. Turned on by Billy Connolly. No, Paolo Nettini. We Paolo Nettini. Yeah. Problems of bread. You would like a bread basket that gets topped up without ceremony. Without ceremony. And without you knowing. Without you having to ask. Yeah. Starter, calamari. Main, spaghetti carbonara. Side dish, a rocket salad with parmesan shavings. Drink, ginger and elderflower from the floral hall, which is the, called the Capaldi. a, a Capaldi. Mm-hmm. And dessert, panettone, bread and butter pudding with custard. Your own recipe. For sure. Absolutely delicious. I want that bread and butter pudding. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll get some sent over. I won't <laughs> really. What? Because <laughs> no. we're in the showbiz. This is dream. This is the show business, me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is one yeah, of big. We should have dinner in LA yeah, situation. Yeah. 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 Your, your yeah. little twist on it, I like. Is that I'll send some bread and butter pudding over to you. Yeah. You should start saying that to everyone. I think. I once did. Uh, I was in this film, uh, Maleficent. Yes. Uh, which uh, uh, Angelina Jolie was in, and and she was lovely. And uh, she was at the height of her extraordinariness. Yeah. And I would see her on the set and she'd just be extraordinary because I'd never seen anyone who looked, you know, she'd look at you and it would be like being hit with a water cannon, <laughs> you know, because she was so extraordinary. Was she in costume as well? And like yeah, she, yeah, yeah. she had like horns and stuff, yeah, didn't yeah, she? Yeah yeah. 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 And she was very, very sweet. And one, because I played, I'm not in the film, I was cut out. This is another, wow. this, this is show business. Uh, <laughs> I played uh, the King of the Fairies, but they, they cut uh, that, that part of the film. They, they changed the, 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 the story so that she was no longer brought up by, the, by us. So we were on the cutting room floor. But I had to be in makeup for a long time. And a, a lot of the fairies had to be in makeup for a long time. So that meant when we finished filming, we still had two and a half hours of getting all this stuff off. And so we'd go into the makeup room and get all the stuff off and everyone else would be home. But one night there was a little tap at the door uh, and someone was there with a large tray that Angelina had sent with a couple of bottles of wine, some cheese, some apples, some fruit. No bread and butter pudding. No. no. But a lovely little gift to get us through the night. That's a classy move. So don't that's don't classy. eat the apples off my lippers. <laughs> <laughs> stay away from those apples, Peter. That's, that's actually out of order. That, that, uh, it's, it's, it sounds like a nice gesture, but yeah. she's trying to fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming to the Dream Restaurant, Thank Peter. Thank you, my pleasure. Peter. Thank you for inviting me. Well, there we go, James. Lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. What a lovely man. So nice to meet him. Yeah. He was also, after we finished recording, he was delighted that he gave me the correct directions to the American church. He's very happy about that. You went to the toilet and he, he was going, I'm so glad I gave you the right direction. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Well, uh, the, uh, you've made his day just telling him. I mean, uh, what, what a nice thing to happen to, for someone just to come up to you and go, 
Here's something you don't even remember doing. Yes. But it was nice. But it was, it was nice helpful. and thank you. And obviously I knew who he was, but I didn't have time to yeah. say, nice to meet you. I'm a big fan of your yeah. work. Me, same with me and Bill Knight. Yeah. It feels good though, doesn't it? Yeah. If it was really good, stopping a celeb, asking for directions, not acknowledging who they are and just going on your way. Yes. That feel, it feels great. Yeah. So if you do want to ask James for directions, don't acknowledge who he is. Yeah. I would love it. I'll try and give you directions. Yeah. He won't. He won't know where the fuck fuck you need to go. No, I have no idea. Yeah. I do my best whenever anyone asks me, but... But thank you. Also, I didn't say it during the episode. The worst feeling is when someone asks you for directions and you have to get your phone out to look on Google Maps. Yeah. I had to do that. Some some, some people in... um, It was Glasgow, actually. Was it? I was in Glasgow and some tourists stopped me and they wanted directions to um, the Hard Rock Cafe. And I I, I was like... I said, I'll give you directions, but I don't think you should go there. So I said, I said, there's so much good stuff here. Yeah. So don't go to Hard Rock Cafe. And then they laughed. Went, yeah, but please. I was like, okay, I'll do it. But like, but this is bad guys, idea. Don't, don't go to Hard Rock Cafe. Like, don't definitely don't eat there. <laughs> but I really wanted to go. Well, uh, we loved having Peter in, uh, and he did not say Hershey's. He did not say Hershey's. Thank you, Peter, for not saying Hershey's. The bread so and butter everyone... pudding. I can't wait to have bread and butter pudding again. I'd uh, eat that panettone bread and butter pudding. Oh, I'd put, I'd put cold single cream on, pan- on panettone bread and butter pudding, I think. Would you? Yeah. I'm, thinking I'm, I'm team custard. Yeah, you're team custard all the way. Get on at Apple TV Plus, watch all eight episodes of Criminal Record, Peter Capaldi, and Kush Jumbo. Yes, I'm very excited to watch that. I will be watching that ASAP. Um, also, just to tie up some loose ends in the episode, he said tapas weird. We were aware of it. Yeah. But we didn't pick him up on it. Yeah. In fact, I like the way he said tapas, and I'll be using that from now on. Tapa. Tapa. Yeah, I'll start saying tapa. Global tapa. Yeah. Tapao. Remember that band? Yeah. Maybe start calling it Tapao. Thanks very much for listening to Off Menu. We will see you again next week. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Hello, it's Rob Orton here. Now, I've got a podcast called the Rob Orton Daily Podcast. It's a short poem or story or a musing on a particular subject every single day. What if you commissioned Picasso to paint your house and you just painted it white? Would you be annoyed? Wouldn't it be good if you could pour Miracle Grow onto other things, such as pizzas? Have you ever thought about what a beach might be like if it was made from digestive biscuits? Have you ever tried to cry about something you're not thinking about? If you would like to listen to a daily podcast that includes subjects I've mentioned there, then please listen to the Rob Orton Daily Podcast.